Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Double Clowns podcast with me, Robin Welsh. <laughs> James Welsh. <laughs> James, how are you? Yeah, I'm actually really good. It's a beautiful sunny day. And listen, I don't usually care for sunny days or summer in any way. But when you spent the last month with rain, with two dogs who just want to play in the garden. Yeah. Whose feet you have to keep wiping and mopping the floor. Mm. A sunny day, two sunny days in a row, where you could just leave the door open and let them do their thing is a blessing. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Yeah, that's good news for everyone. Yeah. I, I actually can't wait to kind of just let them do their own thing. Um, <laughs> well, open the front door, yeah. let them out. No. Here's some money <laughs> if you need to get a bus or yeah. something. <laughs> no, oh my god, can you imagine? Listen, James. Yeah. Question for this lovely day. Yeah. Lovely day. Lovely um, day. Anything you've been loving? Do you know what, actually, and I swear I spoke about this brand last time, but For Free Beauty, their mm. cloud bank... Um, Cloud Bank Milky Cleanser. Now, I'm not sure if I'm more impressed by Four Fray Beauty than I thought I would be because I thought less of them initially. Didn't mean I thought they were like a cute brand that had decent products for like because a younger like, audience. Yeah, because they're like a sub of ColourPop. ColourPop, right? Yeah. yeah. And all their cu- all their products are actually colourful as well. Drugstore, they... really affordable. Yeah. Um... 10% off with code Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually no, get ten percent or four free? I think, I think I it's just keep... Robert. Okay, yeah, I can't remember right. if it's Robert or Robert Ten, but ColourPop and four free. I mean, don't feel pressure to use. No, that. I will genuinely <laughs> use that though because I keep buying oh, for four free. Yeah, yeah, use my code. What save some money? Oh okay. my god. Okay, I will. Um, but this is their Milky <laughs> Cleanser, and I describe it in my up up and coming video. Um, it's <laughs> like a watered down moisturizer. That's how soft and gentle it feels on the skin. It's got nothing special in it. It's like a few nice surfactants, some moisturizer ingredients a few oils some hydrating ingredients like glycerin so it doesn't completely strip your skin of all your natural oils and all that kind of stuff very basic but very 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 nice very affordable mm. is that the, sorry that's the body one no no this is a cloud bank cleanser yeah, festival cleansers for your face nice. oils. Yeah, for face oils. Robert, listen, we've got a busy episode, but we do need to know what you've been loving. 
Yes, listen, I mm. love myself a good balsam. Mm, you love a balsam. <laughs> no, what is balsam? Lip bar. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what no, actually balsam is. Isn't that that stuff that's like um, before when you have um, a snotty nose and you need to inhale it? Maybe like Vicks balsam. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Yeah. So I love myself a, a good multi multifunctional salve, and this is from a brand called Lano Lips. Oh um, yeah, so it'd be lanolin, right? It's basically just just lanolin, and obviously yeah. that's not great for the vegans out there. Yeah, other sheep. Um, yeah, other sheep. Um, but it, they, it, I love like um, a set, like things that come in a set, right? Or things that don't really come in a set, but like collect them all, like Pokemon. Mm. And they do all these little ones. It's like watermelon, apple, watermelon, um, sugar, peach. Hey! Raspberry and there's a banana one for the lips. However, the big one, this I actually got this free because I ordered like um one, two, three, four things from them and they gave me something free. Like I just, you know, like it was some kind of crazy exp- um purchase. Mm. Um which is great because it's a full size free. Now this is called the Everywhere Multi Cream All Over. I was sitting at my desk um the other day. I don't know what day it is, so I had to say the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, oh my God, my hands are so... My hands have got to a point where they're so dry, they're sore, like on my little finger. It never happened to me in my life before COVID and having to sanitize or wash my hands all the time. And my lips were cracking up. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna... I'm gonna open this and just see. And I used it on my hands and I used it on my lips. And it was the most... Um, I think with lanolin, you expect like a really thick, greasy, leftover film on the skin. And it really wasn't like that at all. It was a little bit like thick still, but it wasn't greasy and horrible. It was really, really nice. Okay. Right. Robert, what's happening today? It's a special episode. So we recorded an episode of uh, the Breaking Beauty podcast with Jill Dunn and Carleen Higgins. Yeah. And we were so, I was like, they messaged like, do you kind of want to like collaborate? And I was like, but why us? Yeah. They've had so (laughs) many incredible. Yeah. (laughs) They've had so many incredible guests on their podcast, and we did an episode with them talking all about celebrity releases, so celebrity beauty brands. We covered J-Lo, Pharrell, About Face, something else. Lauren Conrad. Lauren Conrad. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Well, I don't know if we did cover that. I think (laughs) think we skimmed past it. But we did an episode with them, and this is our episode. We invited them on our podcast also to talk about iconic moments, iconic people, and iconic brands and products within the beauty industry. They are both beauty editors, so they've seen trends come and go, products stay as well and brands mm, like really build mm-hmm. up into these iconic brands so we really wanted their input and what they thought were true true iconic products yeah exactly should we just and get on with it people yeah let's yeah. do it let's, let's do it don't forget to check out their episode with us that'll be up i guess i think it's the same time as we're putting ours up now so go ahead yeah. and check theirs out also we'll leave a link to everything also on our instagram at the double cleanse podcast well, welcome back. So we are joined by Jill and Carleen. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hey. Beauty. Thanks, thanks so Hi much guys. for having us. Of course. Pleasure. So we've just recorded an episode with you, which will be, I believe will be up same time, uh, where we spoke yes. about celebrity brands yes. and the kind of truth about them and how we feel about them. The and good and the bad. Yeah. And there was a few little secrets uh, snuck in there, wasn't there? Some about- tea spilling <laughs> that you must go and listen to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So for those who aren't familiar with your podcast can you just tell us what it's all about and you two as individuals as well your 
experience in beauty because you've had some amazing guests on your podcast yes. as well. Including wow. us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. Most recent guests are the most impressive and most important, of course. Well, I'll, I guess I'll start. I'm, uh, I'm Jill, Jill Dunn. And um, Carlene and I started our podcast four years ago last week. We dropped our first episode. And our show is called Breaking Beauty because we really wanted to capture the stories behind the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. So we really started out talking to beauty brand founders about how they got started in the industry. And we really wanted to sort of like unpack the stories behind these iconic products that are on all of our top shelves. And the two of us, Carly and I met because we were beauty editors at magazines for quite some time. And we would end up going on press trips together and we really bonded. And we would always have these great stories coming back from press trips, um, talking Talking to founders like Lev Glasman or from Fresh or any of any innumerable brand founders that you actually got to spend extended time with and you'd be kind of hanging off their every word and you go back to the magazine and there would be like you know such little space to talk about you're like well I can't tell them about the time we did shots together at the bar at the end of the night so I guess I'll just talk about the new lip product so um, yeah so we just knew that there was a lot of rich content there with founders and since then we have um, I think our audience has come to trust us for our product reviews because we have tested so much stuff in the industry over the years and so now we've kind of evolved into talking about what's new what's next what's happening the breakthrough products kind of just like cutting through the clutter mm, in the industry yeah. and telling mm. people what's worth the money and um, so we have a mix of founders on our show and we also talk to a lot of estheticians and skincare experts and industry experts to get their expertise on like you know what makes a good sunscreen or how mm. you can get your body ready for the summer um, from hand to toe kind of thing so um, yeah so that's that and I don't know Carlene if you would add anything else I think that's about it we just yeah we basically have taken all of our magazine skills as editors and just, you know, translated it into the audio world. And I think the timing was really great for that because magazines have shrunk so much, which was kind Mm -hmm. of a sad state of affairs, frankly. And I think that's why you do see so many journalists who have gotten into podcasting because for us, it translates so much better our skills. Uh, You know, we're not makeup artists first. So to go to YouTube and start it on a visual medium doesn't make as much sense. So yeah, we just really focus on trying to edit down what we know people, what has worked for us before. People really want the tips, you know, the how-to tips. They want some takeaway. They want to know what's Mm -hmm. good and they want to know it fast. So we kind of just try and bring that to Mm -hmm. uh to the podcast space yeah that's what i do love about your podcast because we tend to have like a set topic for each episode and sometimes Mm. you do but i love the episodes where you kind of go through a few things Mm. and you know like um you're so good at describing products i know it sounds so stupid and we're like i'm opening it now and it's beige (laughs) the packaging yeah we're terrible (laughs) but i think what you what i love about your podcast is you're so good at like you say decluttering Mm. there's like Mm. what feels like a thousand launches every week absolutely it's so nice to hear people with your experience just kind of go through what is kind of like worth the money and worth the effort Aww. I guess as well mm-hmm. down. and I think yeah. like you I mean, said we, it... we get Correct. so excited when people DM us and I think we were living in this void this black hole working in magazines and it was so wonderful and glossy and sometimes I like look back at that time and I was like was I like playing magazine mm-hmm. like was that a real job yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and now it's like and you would just publish it and you 
you'd be proud of your work, but it went in, into the ether and you never heard another mm. word about it, basically. And now we get DMs all the time. People are like, I bought this because of you, you recommending it. And so we just take that, um, you know, maybe it sounds a bit cheesy, but we do take it really seriously and we yeah. want people to know our personal experience and if it works for them, great. And we don't want people like spending money on stuff they that we don't you know really think is great or whatever and i think that's one of the most important things at the moment is we are bombarded with launch after launch after launch so to have that broken Mm -hmm. down to be like this is worth your money because me like money it needs to be worth money but you also Mm -hmm. do just buy everything that's also a true (laughs) aspect of my life but i think i think for people who want to be like a little bit more i mean i'm bored now spending money on Mm. skincare i don't understand skincare so it's nice to have that thing where it's broken down and it's like this is worth it this isn't i think that's really important yeah because people just want to spend money I think we have a fear of missing out on a lot of launches. We get FOMO with launches now. Yeah. Right? So yes. to have someone else be like, yes. no, don't bother, that's that's really important mm. and actually a really good thing to have because otherwise uh, it will be a room. Oh, wait, is, this is a room it for me. It is a room for But me. I mean, like, from yeah. the floor up, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> Literally sitting oh, in yeah, it the right storage. Now. Don't even get me started on that. Oh, God. Oh, impossible. Yeah. Do you, do you have guilt um, about throwing products away? Even if you know, or not expired. using them, or just storing them yeah. behind. Do you know what I mean yes. like not getting through it all? Yeah, I, I, di- I did have that. That was really tough for me. I think, especially in my magazine editor days, is that I would have so much stuff at home, and it was just like the 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 pace that you have to be testing stuff and using stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't stick with it to the end. Mm. But my natural, the way that I am, I hate throwing things out when they're not finished. Same. So I've got yeah. a whole system now, like with my girlfriends where they come over and they're close to me. So um, they don't mind stuff yeah. that I've stuck my finger in. You yeah. know what I mean? So I yeah, try yeah. to throw out the least amount as possible and then like donate stuff, sell stuff, donate money. When, yeah. You know, we, there's a whole system going on. Yeah. So yeah. I try not to feel guilty anymore. And I really do think about it as my job. And I think that goes back to my magazine Very days. True. So that's why like, mm. I never say I was gifted this because that's my job. Like when I worked at a magazine, oh, yeah, yeah. I would go to the, you know, the beauty closet, pull something out, try it, write about it. I would never have thought about that as a gift. So I just can't, mm. I still am in that mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I just think of it as like, this is my job. This is what I'm here to do. I'm going to use it. I'm going to tell you about it that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is something I, I struggle with as well. Cause when there was this whole trend on TikTok, which I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, trying to be with the kids. Um, and there's this whole trend of showing your skincare collection. And I was like, people were like, do it, do it. And I'm like, there were so many things that came up with just showing one, one like cabinet full of skincare. People were like, it's so much plastic. You're never going to get through it. What a waste. So I had to make a separate video to be like, this is the system I have. Yeah. My friends, mm-hmm. when my friends come over, they grab a box and they go shopping we in my shop room. We shop your room. You know, yeah. 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 Like yes. How yes. you can donate, you know, like all these many things that a lot of people don't consider. Um, but yeah, I, I still do have guilt sometimes of, oh, I yeah. bought that. Like, why haven't I used it? Like, I should, I should try and use that now. And like, I've got so much stuff. Let me buy some more yeah. pads. But then again, it is my job. And hopefully me having all this stuff yeah. means so many other people don't go out and buy all this. That's Very right. True. Good point. So That's I'm right. saving point. plastic somewhere. That's Circle the, of life. That's the takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So with your experience and the amount of amazing people you talk to and the brands that you must have tried and I think about how much I've tried, I can only imagine how much you yeah. try as well with your jobs. Um, we, you, sorry, have probably come across so many iconic skincare and makeup 
products, actual iconic and people and, and people. Mm. Um, but you must have seen like brands come and go as well. So we thought we'd talk about actual iconic products yeah. ones that we think are sticking around that's ones, it. That, ones that change the face of mm-hmm. the skincare and beauty realm today as we were saying there's so many launches it's I, I feel like for a long time there hasn't been an, an iconic product that's been launched in a long time I think there are a load of products that are filtering down from iconic products mm. and there's mm-hmm. there's always iconic products you associate with brands and now I cannot think of a newer brand who has an iconic product. So I think it's a, a nice thing to look back at and think, oh, this this brand really started it or this person mm. really started it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. But that's yeah. a nice finish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, I love this topic. I mean, this is why we on our show, we talk about the breakthrough moments in people because that's pretty much why I fell in love with beauty is because I feel like it really is just one lens into the world and into society. And it really does mirror like what we're thinking and what we're feeling. And um, I think the prime example of that is Mac cosmetics. And I know Robert as like a for Mac makeup artist, like you're, you're going to know everything that I'm talking about, but I really (laughs) drank the Kool-Aid on that one because we, you know, we interviewed Frank Toskin, um, ourselves so this was a few years ago now it was one of our earlier Mm -hmm. episodes and of course he's no longer with Mac so it's not that easy to get an interview with Frank and um he's based here in Toronto so we went to his condo in Yorkville and like sat in his living room um and I I just felt like that brand is just pure nostalgia to me and I I know probably for you guys as well and so many listeners um, growing up, like in the nineties, it was not the cornucopia of Sephora brands that mm-hmm. you see today, you know? And I just felt like Mac was so breakthrough having those like powerful colors that, you know, was yes. for makeup artists first. Yeah. Um, and so that was the first introduction for me of just like the magic of makeup. And then, of course, it was everything that it stood for, you know, the tagline, all ages, all races, all genders. Like, I really feel that that paved the way to all of the inclusive brands that we see today, this wave. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But Mac had to do, like, the hard work when it came to that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, their makeup artists were working at counters at a time when you did not you didn't wear your flag like proud high and and proud. Do you know what I mean? And Frank shared that story with us about being in one of the big retailers here in Canada and being stuck in like the back corner. They're like, okay, we're going to test you out in this like dark corner and just see how you do. Um, And other stories where they were like picketing at stores and I think it was San Francisco or something to have transgender people be able to work at the counter and like kind of live openly and so those were fights that yeah that the Frank and Frank um Angelo had to kind of fight to get to to get us to where we are today and then Mm. you know of course you guys know about Viva Glam and the Mac AIDS fund and they've raised like 500 million dollars now it's crazy yeah with that and just just everything like even the back to mac program you think about that like yeah six empty lipsticks you get a free lipstick that's who else is giving away makeup like that 
Yeah. yeah. Right? I think, like like you say, when I first started with Mac, I was 17 when I got my first job with Mac. Just, just turning 18. And I was used to, we live in just south of London. And I was used to makeup counters very much being, we, we had what, Clinique, Clarins, uh, Estee Lauder, Lancome, uh, they wish Bobby Brown. We didn't oh, have Bobby Brown. No Bobby Brown. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was it was all very much like um, your auntie worked there. You know, it was someone else's grandmother right. worked there. And then I remember going to Mac, and it was it was almost slightly intimidating when I um, applied to work there because I walked into this was Selfridges and Oxford Street in London, the biggest counter in the department, and. It was it was crazy. There was there was a whole vibe around it. It was like you're on a night out, but also you're shopping for makeup. And mm. everyone looked incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was true artistry on a counter, and everyone mm. was their own main character in a way, if that makes sense. And everyone was a, yes. a standout person. And I just remember seeing men in in makeup, and I was like, that, that's that's not what happens. Bearing in mind where home. we're from, we are probably. The darker skinned people yeah, around, even yeah. though we're still quite light skinned. Yeah, it's um, not very diverse at all. Yeah, we, there was probably no other gay people around. No. Like, well, as, as, well, that you know of, you know, openly. <laughs> and as crazy as it gets, <laughs> yes. it's like wearing like a blue t shirt, you yes. know, around yeah. here. And white, jeans. and white jeans. Yeah, crazy. So it was a culture shock in a it way. It was, as well. it was, but I loved it. It was oh, great. Yeah. I learned with Mac, like you said, I have such a huge nostalgia with Mac because mm-hmm. I learned everything I learned. I, I knew very, very basic terrible basic makeup awful awful, awful right I remember when he used to practice on me and mum it was oh, I used to be like it's awful it's going on yeah. um, but Max taught me everything I knew and it was always about the artistry it was always and it was always very fashion it was always pulled from um, fashion week what was happening on the runway mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. to know that you were with a brand who was behind that anyway uh-huh. it's like we're setting the trends we're setting everything the collections were incredible uh-huh. everything was the height of makeup artistry mm-hmm. and the height of fashion and the height uh-huh. of being diverse and accepting and and all these other things i have so many i still keep um some stuff i have from like the hello kitty collection i still uh-huh. have some of the packaging still um yeah. the, oh who was the designers they did the collection with faffy is it faffy is that what it's called? Am I They've done so wrong? many. But so, many. <laughs> so many. Just amazing, yeah. amazing collections. And I, I, I thank Mac for everything I know about makeup and mm. every experience I had with makeup. I would not be doing makeup or had any of the jobs I did. Even if you say to someone, trying to network in London at that time was really difficult. Impossible. If you told someone I'm a Mac artist, they'd be like, oh, perfect. You're in straight yeah, away. That, yeah. You know, that, that yeah. Was well, they know like you've got your training and you've got it down. And so yeah. many successful makeup artists have come from a Mac background, you know, and to your point. <laughs> Are you okay? I do that all the time. <laughs> what just happened? My drink is splashed in my Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Splashback right in the eye. That happens to me a lot. <laughs> my contact lenses. Um, but yeah, and like I have so many fond memories of being backstage at Fashion Week, you know, as a magazine editor i'd be in new york or london and interviewing you know charlotte tilbury backstage doing matthew williamson or whatever um and they really did set the trends and they still do and i also have respect because a lot of brands when the founders leave they just completely crumble and fall apart Mm, and i don't think I think with Mac, there was a bit of a lag to get into digital and get into influencers. But I think relatively speaking, that that branding is so strong. It's like, it will never die. You'll always 
they'll always embrace that that culture mm-hmm. that they created at the makeup exactly. counter. And I yeah. think they they changed the makeup world forever. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I influential. Yeah, there's still bits of them. I I do kind of have a, sometimes a disappointment with Mac nowadays, mm-hmm. and I blame I blame retail in general because mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's kind of gone downhill. And I do have because mm-hmm. I have such great memories of Mac. I'm like, why isn't it like it was before? You know, and I do sometimes <laughs> get a bit disappointed. But they still have again like those iconic strobe cream, uh, Studio mm-hmm. Fix, you know, Fix Plus, all these iconic products that brands have emulated and, and copied slightly. I mean, you still hear people to this day, even though Mac isn't as you know popular on YouTube, I guess, yeah. as a platform. You still hear people saying, "Oh, I'm this code foundation. In this Mac- is yeah. what this is similar to." Exactly. So there's still those people still comparing to what I guess is like the yeah. standard of makeup, yeah. which is Mac. Very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even that they, the you know, didn't call, they didn't name their shit. Their shades were numbers, right? Like even that yes. was so forward yes. thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I just feel like the whole inclusivity piece, like so many, and, and Frank talks about this in our interview, but there were so many women of color who that, that frankly, it was their only option to go yeah. to Mac. There yeah. was just no other place to go. And mm. Matt, Frank Toskin talks about, you know, um, some of his black female friends coming to his kitchen. He'd mix up the the color for them and like sort of oh, off God. they went. And mm. it just really, um, and, and the messaging at the time from the beauty industry was like, well, people won't buy that or we can't do that. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm doing it every single you day. You do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> And, you know, so I feel like that really was so breakthrough as well yeah. in terms of just like the inclusivity. It's like, no, this is makeup is about expression and it's also about feeling good. And they just touched on every cornerstone of what it means to feel, mm-hmm. I think, beautiful yeah. and people doing it in their own way. And I just yeah. I love that. And and then, of course, they have there's sort of a new incarnation of from the original founders of Mac, right, Carlene? that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, actually, actually, Jill, you said in on the death slide, so you're probably better able to, to speak to it. But I think that idea, like we're talking about is how, how is Mac evolving? Well, it's interesting, if you look at the original players, how they're kind of what Mac would look like if it was reborn today, which is Mm. Mob Beauty. So have you heard of, have you heard of Mob Beauty? No, it's, it's called uh, it's MOB. That's what it's spelled or how it's spelled. And so it's basically what Mac it's it's like the performance of Mac, but all of the color cosmetics are sustainable and all of the formulas are quote unquote clean. So mm. it's uh, the the packaging is all refillable. Um, Write this down. I don't <laughs> have it here. Oh, I- Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. This is the palette and you buy. So this is uh, the full face palette and it's like one, two, three blushes. There's a highlight in here and then there's uh, six eyeshadows and you can just buy these individually and like create your own palette. And it's made from like they've thought about every single aspect of how how they can make this more sustainable. And they realize it's sort of like a moving target, if you will. But it's truly one of I think just born as a passion project and they're like at this point in all of their careers it's co-founded by Vic Casale and I think Frank Toskin is also consulting behind the scenes but it's basically like if we're putting stuff out into the world it has to make sense and it has to be sustainable and so all of these you pop in yourself and um, the performance is just as good as Mac so if people are out there and they want it more I'm gonna um, I'm gonna grab the paper tube yeah 
And Jill mentioned um, Vic Casali. So he was the product developer behind the mm. Mac, uh, the actual Mac formulas and like, you know, lip, and like glass lip gloss and, and like all, all of the so, big hits. So oh. each of the colors. So this is one of their lipsticks. It comes in these cardboard uh, paper recyclable sort of um, flats, I guess you would yeah. say. And then you pop this uh, tube into the lipstick tube which you can recycle over and over again and so i just love the whole ethos behind it and it's if people are like i need clean makeup that doesn't move and it performs like as well as mac this yeah, is yeah. definitely so something cool. to check out i love that yeah I they love just it. launched it yeah i love that new kind of like like why do we not have so many refillable things mm. why does everything have to be like dis- like just throw the whole thing away you know mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. that's why I, like you said the back to mac recycling program is great as well but to mm-hmm. have that yes. option to just be like you know what i fancy a new one i'm just gonna swap yeah. them out it's really cool <laughs> yeah. i like it yeah. Yeah. like mob mob like mob beauty yeah yes yes I've written it down and they were and like looking if- it definitely is like they're like you know mob for change and he talks they're just very very passionate about every yeah. single aspect of yeah. the formulations and the packaging and everything and i think it's definitely the future but i think yeah, it definitely absolutely. goes back to that idea where they like if you go to their website it's about makeup artistry so same like mac it was like makeup art mm, cosmetics mm. they're like basically if it doesn't pass like a makeup artist test in terms of performance and it doesn't tick the box about sustainability and vegan and all that, then they're not going to bring it to market. So they're only bringing things to market that ticks both of those boxes. And I think what they've realized is that makeup artists, and I've been on set with a lot of makeup artists and they talk about it all the time. They're really interested in like a more responsible version Mm -hmm, of beauty. mm -hmm. Like they're really interested in sustainability. They're really interested in good for you ingredients and all of that. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But they obviously have to have that performance. They can't show up on set with like just RMS and Cure Weiss in their kit or whatever. Right. It's like, so I think that's the idea is that this is, this is like the new age version of Mac is what they're trying to go to market with. But it's it's a slow, it's a slow build. I think they're doing it on a Mm. bit of a shoestring because you don't, they don't have a marketing blitz happening right that's right but that's right but that's that's when you know it's p- true passion right yes yeah. yeah exactly it's not rushed it's not like oh we're just making some crazy packaging but it's great to see a brand again bringing out the clear lids first of all <laughs> and then all the like it like customizing options because it's so difficult now unless you go to mac or a brand like inglot for example it's really difficult to customize your own palette to a point where it, it's you know not some um, crazy packaging because uh, I think a lot I said earlier oh wait in the other podcast but I can be sold on packaging alone but in my kit I like plain sleek mm. and that's why I love Mac because everything was black everything mm-hmm. had a clear yep. lid yeah. it was very like you as a friendly or didn't have a clear lid back in the day I would label it but now they have clear lids and you know you can, you can see everything so mm-hmm. yeah it makes more sense to be when you said that professionals like to use it that's yes. one thing I look for in brands as well and I think that's why Mac spoke to me so much because it's like the, yeah. the the top of people are using it you know yeah right yeah. and james when you it. were saying before about getting like roasted on tiktok because you had too much plastic <laughs> like yeah. i think i think what we're kind of we're we're very nostalgic for mac but i think we can sometimes forget it did launch 37 years ago so there is a whole yeah. market with gen mm. z that don't know about mac and i think yeah. they yeah, kind true. of see it as a bit old and dusty and in yeah. fact no it's very very trailblazing mm. and the, to the point where the the minds that were behind that they're they're doing it 
you know, again, where they're sort of evolving, you know, with mob beauty. So, uh, because we know that Mac cosmetics is now owned by Estee Lauder. So, you know, I definitely (laughs) think it's one to watch. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really yeah. promising. I'm actually I'm excited about that. Yeah. That sounds really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Sure. Um, do you wanna go? Yeah, I might go. Mine's mm. a little bit different. <laughs> I might go. Might go. Mine's <laughs> a little bit different too. <laughs> to um well, I guess he's iconic. I wanna talk about Max Factor, mm. the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Maximilian something. And- <laughs> factor. No. Done his research. Maximilian <laughs> Factor. Um, and not just him being him, but uh, something that he kind of created in the makeup industry. And that was bringing it to everyone the you can look like this celebrity kind of aspect to makeup. Oh. So we all know he made the Pancake um, Foundation, which was made... Um, Uh, to be put in shops and to be accessible to everyone and it kind of went along with a tagline like this is the one we use in Hollywood this is the one where you can look like you're you know a famous actress and I kind of want to touch upon so it's not necessarily a person or a product but that kind of iconic like you could be this too kind of Mm -hmm. aspect of beauty Mm. and how kind of like that's affected beauty in general. Have we kind of lost that at the moment? Mm. Or are we still on that point of, I we just spoke about celebrity brands on, on your um, podcast. And so is that still something we look for is uh, you can look like this too in mm. beauty, you know? Yeah. I think back back in those kind of Hollywood times, that's such an iconic look itself. Like, of course, everyone wanted to look yeah. like that. And it, <laughs> it was like the only look though, yeah, wasn't it? I think that's it was. Well, I mean, 80s. Like one of the only, know? right? Yeah. yeah. 90s. Um, But I think it's really interesting that he kind of came up with this concept. I don't think it was in his mind to want to push out to the masses and be like, he invented makeup to make it easy for him to use and for easy for makeup artists to use backstage. And he was kind of, I don't want to say pressured, but there was an idea of like, no, come on, let's do this. You know, like, let's sell it. Let's sell it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I find it was really, um, I find it really interesting that someone came up with that idea that like, people want to look like celebrities. Mm. And we can go really far yeah. back in history and be like, people wanted to look like the queen or the king of that time. Um, but it wasn't exactly the same product. And it, Max Factor introduced that this is the exact product that we use mm-hmm. on celebrities. Behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. I think I totally agree. I think you actually bring up an interesting point because hopefully everyone's going to go over and listen to our Celebrity Beauty episode yes. on Breaking yeah. Beauty podcast. Um, but one of the things I think you're touching on there is with the celebrity beauty, it is a bit of a facade because, Mm. you know, when you talk about Max Factor, that's exactly the point. Like he was the genius behind the scenes making these celebrities look like celebrities, frankly. And even Jill touched on it when she said like that whole JLo glow was Scott Burns. And so now what you're seeing is like, it's a bit of a facade, right? It's like, this packaging yeah. by by my product, but they like they're not the ones who create the magic when it comes right. to their exactly. look. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I do yeah. wonder that when some of these celebrities who have high profile makeup artists behind them, how they feel. You know, yeah. like I if always, if Selena yeah, had come yeah. out with this killer eyeshadow palette, would 
is it Hung who's her makeup artist? Hung Van Gogh? Yes, Hung yeah. Van Gogh. Like, how would mm-hmm. he feel? Or even I always yeah. wondered between Makeup by Mario and Kim Kardashian, I was like, shouldn't he be cashing in? Like, before he created his That's line. That's something I've always wondered. And yeah. I thought, like, you might know, is there an agreement there? I like, know, right? I, I guess they maybe work on their, like, promotional shots and things like that. But like you said, it's like, like, say I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> and you're my make. We probably should have done it. Yeah, you right? are, and you're you my are. makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, no, say I'm a skin. You know, I'm a seventeen. You're my skincare person. I'm so, what, what are we? <laughs> I'm setting up Can an example. Up okay. I'm set- <laughs> and then I come out with skincare, not knowing anything about skincare because you've been my dermatologist. Looking after so. you. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm just doing this now. Yeah. And then, like, you know, going in my own direction. How would you feel? I'd want money from you. I would want money. I want a lot of money. Yes. From you. But like you say, it's mm-hmm. like the what like iconic Kim. Obviously, she didn't invent it, but the Kim K yeah. contour. Was set yes. the trend for what felt like a million years of people contouring. <laughs> um, so yeah, how must the makeup artist have felt I, like? But I, I did think, that for uh, you. Totally. But I think what is very interesting and should be mentioned is that these people often get together when they're really young and both mm. inexperienced mm. in their careers, and they rise to the top together. There's so many examples: Gucci Westman and Cameron Diaz. There's a whole uh, YouTube that they did together about like, oh my god, remember when I did your makeup for like something about Mary, and then I, or sorry, for this shoot, and then I had to go on a press tour for something about Mary, and I knew you, so I called you. And they they get this like it's almost like simpatico where they're coming up at the same time. You can look at Lizzo's makeup artist, same thing. Uh, mm. Lizzo kind of like to fame was on the cover of Vogue and her makeup artist was like holy shit I just did a Vogue cover because (laughs) of their relationship with the Mm. celebrity and so you can't discount that I think they look at each other as kind of like they can trust that person and rise rise up together where like a Kim K is she going to trust somebody random when she gets to that level I think there's there's that relationship shouldn't be overlooked Mm. yeah that's very true it's almost like a you're this podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Success is my success and we've yeah. done this together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. When it's done well. When it's yeah. done well. There are lots yes. of falling mm-hmm. outs, but... You know. Very true. <laughs> money can change people. Yes, money can change people. Oh. 
<laughs> Absolutely. That's so interesting that you talk about Max Factor, Robert, because um, I, personally, I've never really even tried any Max Factor products. So what's your favorite? So I so I put my hand in my head like I I regret saying this because it's it's like <laughs> I love the Mac uh, Mac Mac <laughs> Max Factor um pansic just the wind up one the really cheap really yeah. simple old fashioned this is a pa- is the shade range her- horrendous yes it's terrible Awful. but it it feels like an original this was I mean and it is the original kind of like packaging a first invented foundation it just feels like a little bit um. I don't know, like, it's a part of makeup history. And I love makeup history. So using something like that, yeah. like, this is what they would have been using. Yeah, this is what Judy, it, yeah. he would have used on Judy Garland at that time, mm. you know? And it's, it's, um, it smells horrific. I mean, it smells like, um, very heavily perfumed and it's very greasy. Dolly Parton. Do- <laughs> but maybe, maybe hers, her fragrance is a lot nice. nicer. I trust her, yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I just like it. I, it's a good product. But you can tell yeah. it's very old fashioned. And when I first used it, I was like, oh, this is very 90s. But actually, no, it's very 1920s. Mm. You know, like it is a lot further back oh, from that. And their concealers are nice. Their more modern concealers are very nice. As well. I just feel like it's a brand yeah. no one talks about anymore. Again, yeah, right. no, well, it's not available everywhere. Like it's not in no, Canada, no. not that we're the, oh, the big authorities. But no, they, I guess they pulled yeah. it years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually curious because you mentioned the pancake makeup. And um, of course, that was the iconic product that Max Factor had created. But have you tried um, KVD's new Good Apple Skin Perfecting Foundation Balm? Everyone's going crazy. Yeah, because that's blowing up on TikTok. I have it here. I should have tried it today, but I didn't. Um, Mm. Because as soon as I saw it, I was like, is that pancake makeup? Yeah. Like Redux? I feel like Mm. pancake came from... The, well, the, like the pan stick before, that was pure grease. Like the original pan stick had lard mm-hmm. in it. It was the oh. worst thing ever. So okay. he, he made something that was more malleable and, and could move with a face a little bit more and didn't crackle down. So I feel like every cream foundation has come from that basic pancake right. formula. formula. Like, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I feel like but, without that, maybe we would still have powders and maybe we would still have like weird mixtures and, and things like that. I feel like Cap, um, KVD, sorry, really yeah, needed this right now because they've rebranded again, right? Yeah, oh, yes, I know. It's, it's so inspired it's makeup so now, insane. isn't it? Or something yeah. like that. But <laughs> to this, be honest, the three, results It stands of that. for three Latin words. It's oh, yes. okay. I'm not yeah. going to try that. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you know what? This like goes back to what we were talking about again in that episode about whether you should yes. put your name on your makeup exactly. brand or not. Yeah. And I feel exactly. like this is the insurance where yes. some mm-hmm. companies that are pro- like backing it financially or whatever. They're just like, how about we don't use your name? Because if you pull exactly. a massive global fuck up, like become an anti-vaxxer or something. Yes, yes exactly. And we don't, like, we, we can't sell we your can't shit anymore. Associate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? The amount of times I've changed that. To be fair, the formula looks really good when it goes on initially. And, oh. I'm so sorry. Excuse, Excuse me. <laughs> I had pasta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the formula looks really nice initially, but I was watching one person who I love to watch on YouTube is a girl called Soph, and she just does the, the most honest makeup reviews ever. She has um, a release with a makeup brand, and she's mm-hmm. always like talking shit about a brand. Yeah, but she, <laughs> but she loves some of their products, and she doesn't like some of their products, and she is so honest. And she used that um, the it's called Apple Foundation or something like it that. Yeah, apple. it's I'll give you it's the like exact Apple Balm or something. It's apple the balm. Good Apple. Skin. Skin perfecting foundation balm. So it is a balm. That's what makes me curious. See, yeah. Mm. So she used it, went on amazing. But later on, just like any other cream foundation that would move on your face, a little bit shiny, a little bit, well, actually it was quite shiny. Um, 
It just, it just sat like any other foundation. I am still waiting for the day someone comes up with a really great cream foundation that can sit on anyone's skin. Mm. I would love to wear mm. cream foundation throughout the day, but being oily, I might as well just wipe it off one second after I put it on, mm. you know, myself. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, I mean, the KVD Locket Foundation, so good. It's, uh, love that. I Does still haven't move. tried her foundations. There's foundations like that I really want to get right. So I don't want to test my shade online, you know, and see. Yeah. Um, you, there's that oh, website, yeah. Findation, which always does me dirty all the time. Yeah. Everyone's like, use it. I'm like, I know. No. <laughs> I know because you can't get Sephora, right? No. no it takes us to the We French can't even website. go on a website. It's truly yeah. upsetting. That's yeah. upsetting. When yeah. I lived in America, I I was in there. Um, even if I didn't buy anything, I went in there every day. I just I want to browse. My VIP I just why want does yeah. why does Sephora? Why are they not in the UK? Can we just get it on the record once? Like, like what did you guys it. ever do to them? <laughs> yeah, right. I feel I feel like we we tried to have it. I feel like they had one here, but uh, like no offense, the UK. Yeah, <laughs> our no makeup brands are so boring so boring so and bad. so like you look at everything else and you think oh wow amazing amazing mac coming from canada and all these other brands come from all the others and we have what boots number five there's benefit <laughs> in there sometimes but benefits from America. but this is the thing as well is like we <laughs> so we have yeah we have boots a super drug but we don't have these places like sephora well we have space nk but mm, they're not yes. everywhere and we don't have these places where you can go in and skincare and makeup purely Fragrance, and you can yeah. fragrance you can find all these the latest trending like, yeah. yeah it's just literally um what's been in boots for however long next to the sandwiches and the fridge yeah, you know it's exactly. like it, it, we don't have anything like that we yeah. would love i think it would work so well now mm. cuz sephora has just become yeah, it was probably just was ahead of its time, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think if it came here now, everyone would... I was about to say something really... Everyone would go crazy for it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just as a side Perfect. note, Robert, because yes. you said you love the history of makeup. Did you yes. know that there's a makeup museum that just opened in New York? No. Hmm? Yeah, so unfortunately it had a bit of like stumbles out of the gate (laughs) opening just because of COVID. But they have some really, really cool stuff. Like they have all of Kevin O'Quan's journals in there and they have iconic products. Yeah, like I am so excited to eventually go oh i want to and, go like, oh, I pour over that. everything yeah. so um you know definitely mark that oh, on i'm obsessed you know, put that it. on the travel wish yes list. have you ever seen lisa eldridge go through some of her vintage compacts uh, oh yes. no i haven't oh, oh it's so amazing though. she she goes through like the most the, the weirdest products as well that you didn't even know it's quite forward thinking for back then it's like why did this exist but mm. she goes through some amazing yeah. stuff she has some really really amazing like antique pieces as well yeah so nice and her, who's um the best Bessame, I always forget her name. Gabriella, um, oh, who yes. made Bessame cosmetics. A... She, yeah, she has some amazing pieces, and her book is incredible as well. Gra- uh, Gabriella mm. Hernandez, I think it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just recently tried that brand. It's very, very cool. Very vintage. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, like the mascara in the in the tin. Yeah, I'm like, what is yes. this? I have that. And I'm not tin? attempting to use it. Yeah, it's one of a brush that you kind of like. Yeah, it's oh, just no. it it's like still <laughs> sitting. It's still sitting in my vanity. I'm like, how does this yeah. work? But mine's just over there. Okay. Nice packaging. Just yeah. 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 <laughs> um. So, yeah, Jill, what do you have for us today? Oh, okay. Well, I feel like we've kind of like danced around this a little bit, but um, my iconic moment, for better or for worse, is sort of the era defining work influence of Kim Kardashian and I think really the person who's in charge of it all is Kris Jenner 
Yeah. Um, So when you think about them, uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, it launched in 2007. And so now they're in their 20th and final season, which is 2001. So we've really seen absolutely every incarnation of this family and what they've been through. And we've seen them grow up and their kids and all of that. Um, You know, uh, Kris Jenner, as I mentioned before, actually, that was on our show, but she really (laughs) is. She was on the Wall Street Journal Uh, magazine cover this week and the tagline was from momager to mogul and she said that she i do have a skincare line that i love that's ready to go when the time is right from any year from now or maybe two years from now and i really think it's important for older women to realize that um you know that older women can have products too so i'll be interested to see to see Mm. where that where that comes Mm. from but in terms of their influence, I really think there's two parts to it. Number one is, of course, the aesthetic. And then number two, like sort of the business model that they have rolled out to, um, you know, that's basically being copied by every single celebrity who yeah, wants yeah, to yeah. cash in in the beauty world. Um, and on a personal note, I met Kim Kardashian in 2010. She came to Toronto to launch her fragrance at the Shopping Channel at the time. And I'll never forget, it was in the Hazleton Hotel, Carlene. It was on the side room where um, basically there was like people there from the Shopping Channel, executives and things like that. And every ma- major magazine sent their like number two or three. Yeah, I skipped, to I skipped go that event. And- I remember that event and I was like, meh. <laughs> yeah busy so it was a license a licensing deal she had for a fragrance at the time and just no one cared I cared because I liked the show I liked Mm. keeping up with the Kardashians so I went and she was so chill and she was wearing this like bodycon white dress like this is before she met (laughs) Kanye and it just to think of how far she has come from there that was in 2010 to now was this pre-sex tape or post-sex tape because this was like way back in the beginning where yeah. does that fit in with the Kardashian series timeline? Was that before the, she... the sex tape? Yeah. Was it before, was before. the TV series? Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. no, you said yeah, the series exactly. started in 2007. So wasn't it, this yeah. would have been three years later, three years into the show? No, but he, I think they're asking about the sex tape. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. The sex tape was before the, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so she just basically was kind of on the fringes of the beauty world. I remember she also had a contract with like, um, what was the lip pomper at the time? Lip fusion beauty. Oh Oh, yeah. That was a thing. Lip fusion. (laughs) She, she had like a contract with them to sort of like promo it. So basically she was on the fringes of beauty, but it wasn't until, um, you know, I think she got teamed up with, Kanye and with Makeup by Mario that she really started to come forward with this aesthetic so it really Mm -hmm. defined the last decade of course so it's like and it's been replicated on YouTube and on faces all around the world yeah you know, yeah. you know, it's like the arched brow, the baked powder contour, mm-hmm. color corrected concealer, the the neutral lip pencil that's slightly overdrawn, the brown yeah. gloss or the new the new gloss. And I just think feel like that aesthetic is undeniably um, attached to her. It's, and and it defined it defined the last decade. I mean, it did. Yeah. Yes. One hundred. Right? I remember the first time someone asked me to do their makeup like Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. I had to Google her. Mm. I was like, I have no idea who that is. And I was like, oh, so natural makeup. And I started doing like natural. Now, no, 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 like do the whole thing. Oh, contour thing. I was like, how do you know about contour? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. I was like, what yeah. do you know about contour? Because it was, no one had like heard about it. It was, it was like, like contour, you know, K O U N T O U R. Contour. 
was like, it was like yeah, just really squashy crisp. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But with a K, <laughs> though, and that's yeah, important. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it was, it was like somebody had been like, suddenly all makeup artist secrets were revealed. And I was like, what is going on? And like you yeah. said, it kind of set up this whole, it's, I mean, even till now, this whole, if people were like, what was makeup like back then? It would be that look. Mm. It would be that a single look for the lips, the contour, even the look of just the contour not blended in. That's the look of That's like time. an iconic look in yeah. itself. Mm. And I feel like there hasn't yeah. been for the longest time, like like through the 90s, I was about like, oh, yeah. like mil- millennium glittery. Skinny eyebrows. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Regret eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like <laughs> that's so iconic and copied and mm. so... Um, it was yeah, a necessity was to a, a necessi- makeup routine. Yeah, yeah, it was like something just everyone had. And like you said, you, it's just everywhere. I can't remember like what it was like before. No. That. Well, <laughs> oh, and not I mean, to mention the plastic and- surgery. Right? Like, well, I was oh, just yeah. going to say, yeah. so according to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, between uh, 2000 and 2018, procedures or um, Google searches for procedures like lip fillers went up by like 256%, oh. which is um, a lot of, oh, sorry, that was actually attributed to uh, butt implants, actually, yeah. so oh, that yes. figure. Yeah, yeah. And then after Kylie said that she got lip augmentation in 2015 after a year of like denying it and then she finally said yes I have had my lips enhanced in 2015 yeah. searches for lip fillers went up 3,233 mm-hmm. percent that is insane that is insane oh my god I mean yeah. that's what, like, and one thing we don't watch the Kardashians we don't really no, know too much like about an episode them. or two yeah, a couple of mm. yeah um but you cannot deny how amazingly successful pretty much anything they do mm. becomes. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. like a lot of people that slate the Kardashians for, you know, like oh, what they, ta- they're famous for being famous, you know, like Paris Hilton, famous for being famous, right? I think yeah. it's what they make of it. And I think 100%. they've done incredibly well. Incredibly well. And it just, it just met this moment in time and in history. It's no mm. coincidence that Instagram also launched in 2010. Mm. So she was in control of her message, her filter, yes. you know, we can't, you know, yeah. all, all of the, how she was, you know, Vogue wouldn't touch her. No magazine would touch her before she got with Kanye. Right. Oh, They're yeah. like, oh, Kim Everyone, Kardashian, yeah. reality TV. Yeah, exactly. She's just like bang Mm -hmm. like you know like bleep all y'all i'm gonna Mm -hmm. do this my way and they just saw the power in social media right away and i think that also is what sets them apart in in definitely in the business aspect of it and Mm. one funny anecdote that i want to share with you guys is that we had charlotte cho the wonderful creator of then i met you on our podcast a couple of weeks ago and she created soko glam and she really was uh, talking about when she started talking to North American media about K-beauty and Korean mm-hmm. beauty. And every editor was like, Kardashian beauty? Oh, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> they thought she was talking about K-beauty. And so then she had to go one step further and spe- specify that K-beauty is, in fact, this, um, oh. a, a whole mentioning. Or what was she saying? It's the 10... 10- 10-step Korean skincare yeah. routine. That's what yeah. the K-beauty uh, philosophy was. So I just thought that was so funny. Like, that's mm. how embedded they were in the, the conscious yes. of yeah. Yeah, at the time. Well, that's the thing yeah. you were yeah. saying about how Instagram was kind of launched at the same time. That makeup is known as Instagram, Instagram makeup. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's so yeah. all connected you, so well. You know like, what? As much as I hated, I, I always say this, that the Kim Kardashian contour ruined a big chunk of my makeup artistry career. Oh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> everyone wanted it and it was this expectation all the time. I was like, no, I can do this with powders over your foundation. But they always wanted it. But I have 
have to, I think, I don't think without that, we would be in a place where people appreciate makeup, mm. skincare, beauty as a technique mm-hmm. and as an art and as a process. Mm-hmm. Whereas before mm-hmm. it was very much like, put your makeup on, it's all good. Yeah. People loved it, people didn't. Whereas whereas now they that instant like, oh, so that's how that's achieved. There's more to it, there's more secrets mm-hmm. to it. And I think people, that's when makeup started to become a hobby for people. Mm. And it wasn't seen as, oh, people wear makeup just to impress people. You know, yeah. it was it was seen more as an art yeah. form. And I think without that, I don't think that would have happened. And I maybe we wouldn't mm. have had as many beauty influencers because people weren't interested. People mm-hmm. wouldn't be so interested. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's, and um, just as as I touched on the second piece um, mm. about the business model, mm. and I think that is why you're seeing all these celebrity brands now is they're they're going, wait, Kylie is 22 or 23 and she's, you know, worth $700 million. $700 million, that's what Forbes has corrected so the insane. figure to. Yeah. And, um, you know, Kim is close. I think Kim is worth actually $740 million dollars um now and so they're you know with skims and all of these ventures that they've had yes of course social media you know really catapulted their success Mm. but that's why you see you know honest company and halsey and lady gaga trying to get into the game because they just see how much money they make and it for when you compare it to other celebrities part sorry when other celebrities who have other creative ventures like being an artist or musician or an actor they're going to make way more money in the beauty industry. Oh, yeah. And they're all just yeah. waking up to that idea. And that's, yeah. they're like, and I think they're looking to Chris Jenner as like this icon of, of a businesswoman. And Chrissy Teigen just partnered with her yes. for yes. Yeah. her latest collection with Get Safely, this line of like home care products. So I think you see Chris's influence in all of this. And she's got all of the girls doing their own thing. Chloe's yeah. got Good American. Um, Kendall's got the... Um, vodka, sorry, the tequila. Kylie's got lip kits. Yeah. And so, what Jill's, Jill's trying to say that you think that Kim Kardashian yeah. is the icon, the myth, right. the legend, but it's really Chris. Right. Yes. But it's Chris. Yeah. yeah. 100%. She's, she's, she's definitely the, the mastermind behind it all. And just before we move on, I do want to talk about two, like, things I find very problematic about the Kardashians. One is of course the, the black fishing. So I feel like that, that term is if you're not familiar with it, it's um, stemming from the racist practice of blackface. And they were accused a lot of using makeup to make them look darker than they were. Yeah. And I do think that that was um, just not appropriate at all. And I think that that Mm -hmm. was then replicated all around the world also. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then still called the Kim Kardashian look or Kardashian look, which actually doesn't stem from the Kardashians. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then I think the second thing, just this Photoshop extremes that they, Mm. you know, were really promoting and didn't disclose and all of that. Mm -hmm. And and it ended up like with, you know, Chloe's nose looking very... Petite. You just sometimes look Carly. Yeah, Carly. Remember those um KKW fragrance ads we looked at and we were like, "That's not. Is that Chloe?" Like it became this like uh, morphed sort of yes, yeah, like she copycat did. weird face. Yeah, did she do Ipsy recently where she looked like Beyonce? She looked like uh, old yeah, um, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. yeah, it was insane. I just. I can't I get behind that, and oh, I think I we're hopefully moving moving beyond that. But anyway, just yeah. wanted to uh, yeah, no, call yeah, them no, out on that. Very good point. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> so I'm going to end on a kind of modern icon within the skincare world, and not just because it's selling out everywhere and it's a big seller, but because of how I feel. This is such a good example of how 
influencers mm-hmm. and the consumer's voice actually matters when it comes to sales and what brands do. And that's Sarah V. Mm. Now, I don't like Sarah V. <laughs> I, I made it very clear to the, to the point where, you know, for me, I think a lot of people have a lot of different skincare philosophies and yeah. mine is, um, it's a pro enjoyable process. Um, I want nice packaging. I want a nice sensorial experiences. Um, with products that work and I like to look at my skincare as well and see it displayed. CeraVe to me feels like a doctor prescription. You've got something on your face, yeah. use this, you know. Yeah. But I think what why it's done so well, especially during um 2020, is because um it's just the perfect example of what people want from skincare nowadays, which is simplicity. Does it work? You know, does it just do what it does, says on the tin? And that it's actually dermatologist approved, because that's a very loose term, right, within, like, skincare. Like, yes. dermatologist tested, approved mm. doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, But also, it's been, it's been around since about 2016, I believe. And dermatologists, estheticians have always used it. It's their go-to for people with quite problematic skin. Um, But I think the more people got into skincare during lockdown at the start of COVID, um, people start to realize the importance of caring for it. And you know, it's not all about taking away layers and scrubbing and trying to get that fresh skin from underneath. And I think CeraVe was the epitome of that. Oh, philosophy. Yeah, I think CeraVe has done well because yeah. um, people loved it on TikTok. Yeah, if I'm honest. So this is a <laughs> thing as well. Yeah. So it was huge with dermatologists. I don't know if you know a dermatologist called Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. So yes. she, yeah, she's awesome. So she, she's amazing. She talks about it all the time because it's the dermatologist go-to. And then it picked up massive speed on Twitter through um, a lot of the black estheticians who are on Twitter who... There's... Oh, what's her name? I think it's Tara who is so blunt, she's an aesthetician, <laughs> yeah. her advice is incredible, and people yeah. will tweet her stuff. They'd be like, oh, should I be using this, blah, 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 and she'd just be like, no, don't use that. <laughs> like, no. Straightforward, <laughs> blunt advice, and it's it's just like, um, they they really kind of picked up the speed of making CeraVe a, almost a cult product. It is mm-hmm. a cult product. It is a cult because product. People, get, people yeah. get pissed off when you don't like it. Don't insult them on <laughs> Don't you get them coming through. And then obviously, like, um, from those people, us like skinfluencers, I believe are cool now. And on TikTok, I think because skincare was such a new realm that not a lot of people had um, really looked into or discovered mm. Post, mm. pre COVID. Mm. Um, it was this new exciting brand, which I, I don't think is new exciting, but you know, it's compared to all the like fluff that we have out there and the constant new launches and the different yeah. ingredients, you know, single ingredient products like the Ordinary, the Inky List. There was this one brand that was just approved, safe and good for you. And I think mm-hmm. that's something that people are just looking for. So just cause I like something and I think it's good, mm. But and then millions of people also see me. Does it actually mean it's good, or, or do people get defensive over these things? You know what I mean. It's a great product, but people get defensive because it works for them. And if you say you don't like it, well, okay, no, this is, <laughs> I can talk about this. So the reason people like Cerave is because it's sensible for skincare. Right. It's not going to do you any bad. It's going to do you some good. Right. Professionals, you know, the most important voices within the skincare realm, dermatologists mm-hmm. and estheticians, approve it basically. Right. So when you then say I don't like it, it's boring to me people are like well you don't know skincare it's good for you and you get the comments like just use CeraVe you should just be using CeraVe and it's like I want to scream there's more to skincare and beauty than CeraVe. CeraVe but it's a product that's been around for years 
And again, it's just a perfect reflection of it's the epitome of what people want in skincare. I feel like right if now. it was that good, <laughs> wouldn't have been wouldn't it have been more popular than before? Well, no, because I'll, it's like I'll, a dermatologist um, secret, right? Well, I think yes, that's part of it. But mm. I think to be, if I'm being really honest here, I think what really propelled it to a success was the fact that L'Oreal bought it in 2017. Yes, um, uh. for a billion dollars. Um, and I've they... never heard of this brand before. <laughs> before last year, I thought it was new. Mm. I didn't realize it was. Such a deal. Yeah, no, they've been around. It was since like the a set of films. Like it was just, just yeah. like a set of But I think when I just think that there's also a difference though between people who have quote unquote really problematic skin. Um, you know, and, and, or if you're acne positive, that's great. But for what I've seen, when you, when you go down the Reddit rabbit holes and you go down skincare addicts and all that, we don't go on people <laughs> are, there are people who are desperately seeking help for having mm. really inflamed acne. And for those people, they, you shouldn't be messing around with like a Moravitsa glow recipe, mm. you know, like. The brands mm-hmm. that we talk about all the time, we're like, we love mm-hmm. it. It's cute. I feel like I'm having yeah. a self-care moment. That's it's just yeah. a totally different thing, you know? And yeah, so, and true. I think to a dermatologist, they don't generally see people who have no skin issues. Right. And yes. so we're not going to go in yes. and be like, try the body shop. Like they're, you know, <laughs> they're right. It's like people are going in because they're desperate for help. And so exactly. at that point, they really are like they're a doctor, so they're going. You yeah. need you need something that does not contain anything that's going to be potentially mm. irritating. Yeah. You know, you need this this tried and true ingredient. We know that ceramides is great for skin barrier repair. Everybody needs that, regardless of your skin mm. type or tone or anything. And so, so I get that, and it's inexpensive. So for Generation TikTok, they're just like, hey, I can afford this with yeah. my allowance or whatever it is so yeah and it's a a little more a little less intimidating than like the ordinary right which Mm. can be kind of overwhelming for people to try and I also think Mm. the other reason CeraVe has been really popular at this moment in time is that I think it's on the heels of everybody overdoing it with acid toners right so and like they've they kind of so, messed up their hair. Yeah. Not hair. They've messed up their skin or yeah. they've compromised the barrier, like you said, James. And they're just like, oh, undo, undo, undo. Yes. What do I do? Yes. And so they just like get rid of everything on their top shelf. We were shelf. saying not we long said, ago, yeah. there seems to be yeah. this trend of last year it was like, take all your skin off. Yeah, and then use all these acids. <laughs> yeah, and then towards <laughs> the end of it, it was like, what have you done? Let's repair your skin. Yeah. Yes. I was like, what do you want yes. from us? Yeah. And I find you, you mentioned the ordinary as well. And I... Yes. as a, quite an intimidating brand I do find I've mentioned this before in our podcast the ordinary confuses me numbers percentages yes. letters everywhere oh, I don't so know much what is going to say on about the I do not know what's going on with the ordinary and I feel <laughs> like everywhere. again it kind of like it, it's or the ordinary as much as I'm like confused by it again has shown that there is a science to skincare to a lot of people that maybe thought skincare mm-hmm. was just for people who mm-hmm. need to start you know anti-aging yeah. or did have acne or had something they wanted to repair on their face so I think mm-hmm. for ordinary 
as confusing as it is to me, I think again it opened the door to like oh, this whole skincare, skincare care kind of world. It changed. Mm. Yes, it's changed the entire industry forever mm-hmm. because they just ripped back the curtain and they were like, actually, these ingredients are really inexpensive, and mm-hmm. we're going to show you, yes. and we're going to make them yeah. all nine dollars, and they're going to be in cute little no frills bottles. And yeah. I think that the, in my opinion, the danger with the ordinary is that they're so affordable that you. People, you see people do the unboxings all the time, right? They get their package from the ordinary at home, and it's like ten serums. They're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, now what? What do I do? Ten step skincare yeah. routine. So then, Here we go. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah, power, yeah. the power of uh, the power of the recommendation and the routine, and like people knowing what to do with these things. Then I think that gets a lot of people interested in skincare and the journey. Yes. But yeah. I agree, it's it's um it's a bit of a double edged sword that way because people can afford them all, so they just buy them all, and then yeah. they're like, what do I do now? Exactly. This is going, going is back safer. to yeah, mm. going back to like the, the TikTok realm, which again we're not f- mm-hmm. not familiar with. Um, <laughs> the there was this challenge of the Ordinary's oh, HA healing mask, where people would see how long they could leave the product on for before it started really burning which mask their face. Is this? And you know, the Ordinary's AHA BHA oh, pe- peeling like the red one, like the red one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the red one. So they'd be doing they that, don't then, like, sell that rolling. Oh, do they not? Because of the percentage in Canada. Right? In Canada, yeah. they don't. It's yeah. for the best. It's great for the best. But this is yeah. the thing is, a lot of people, they The Ordinary made the science behind skincare look so simple in a way mm. that it made it a little less intimidating to the point where like, oh, so these must be okay to put on my skin. But then what's one thing I noticed on YouTube and as far as content creation goes and the conversation around The Ordinary is, first came The Ordinary and all the amazing ingredients they made. Then came the, hang on, what? do I actually need mm. from this and what do they actually mean then wait what can and can't I mix together because yes. some are acid yeah. some are high percentage you know mm-hmm. um, some make your skin more sensitive to now uh, like right let's bring it back down again mm. and really think like mm-hmm. do we actually need any of these so it was amazing in the sense that now I feel people first of all hyaluronic acid has been around for what year? like ages forever Ever, forever but ever. people mm-hmm. yeah but people are now just discovering it and I do think it's down to the ordinary being like this is used for this. This is used mm, for this. This mm, is used mm, for that. Right. Um, and discovering ingredients that we would never would have heard of before. But I do feel now people want fully packaged products again mm-hmm. to the point where rather than being like, so how many of these serums do I need to even out my skin tone? I just want a skin evening serum, you know? Mm. And I think that's yeah. where, I think they're going to be around forever. They're inexpensive. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Like I still use uh-huh. nice in my serum, but it did make people, I feel like it made a lot of people think alongside skincare becoming a hobby, like, oh, I need all of these. I should try and use all these yeah. when possible. Yeah. Um, and it made it very, you have to do your research, I think, with the ordinary yeah. spot, how simple they yeah. make it look, you know? Yeah. If anybody's interested in like the the behind the scenes of how that whole brand came to be, we were fortunate enough to have Brandon Truax on our show before his untimely passing. So mm. um, I believe it was episode 17. It was quite a long time ago now. But if you want to go back mm. in our archives and just sort of understand his genius and why he came up with it and um, his journey to start Desium in the ordinary it was a really wonderful fascinating chat and i think your listeners might be interested yeah Yeah, i I mean it's such an iconic brand i think as we said they they've completely changed just everything from how how brands and like market their their products to how 
consumers actually simply just read ingredient lists you know like they change so many things like about the skincare realm and consumerism within yeah. skincare it's insane oh the majority for the better i must say and i think that anything that gets people interested in what they're putting mm. on their skin mm. i think is is mm-hmm. always a positive so when i think yeah. of the ordinary i think about the democratization of skincare like that's what mm. that's what they contributed to yes. the world of beauty and i think that influence has been you know has just been so far far reaching in terms of like yeah education like the need for education and ingredient awareness and all of that yeah. um yeah have yeah. you guys tried Absolutely. typology i feel like that's no not no, yet that's no. like i feel like that's france's answer to the ordinary oh, um it's yeah. a pretty new line it just launched in north america I think it was earlier this month we talked about it on yeah. the show yeah. and um it's kind of another good one to google it's kind of very apothecary style single ingredient focused really inexpensive yeah. um but it's all it's more like plant-based okay. and it's a little more chicer the packaging like it's like little brown yeah. square vials with like old school typewriter uh, yeah. typing on so, it yeah um but yeah. you can get yeah. like if you get one of their essences it's like complete orange blossom and like that's it that's all that's in it yeah and then they have so there's a yeah you know but they oh, sorry i was gonna say there's a very yeah. similar brand in korea called one thing that has okay. like the black lid oh, brown yes. bottles yeah and, like, it's like that pre- single yeah, singular ingredient focused and then they have mm. a they have a great very minimalist moisturizer that's like seven ingredient moisturizer mm. and it's just like glycerin and you know like the basic things that you need but it's just uh um, but but yeah. the packaging is like if i went to if i went to france and i saw it in a store i would buy it as a gift for carlene do you know what i oh, mean yeah. It's, like, yeah, yeah. it's like oh it's french pharmacy but like on a different level of chicness it's like yeah it's like it's like by rito went and met up with Byredo. Uh, with Byredo, Byredo went and met up with mm. the ordinary and like they created right, a baby okay. yeah but it's french oh, nice. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Write that one down too. Yeah. <laughs> Typology. So Typology. <laughs> cheap and it's cheap Typology. and it's good. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that. I've actually seen a lot of the dermatologists I follow have been, have been talking about. I recognize the name. And, I just recognize yeah. the description of the labels. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Amazing. Good. Should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you and us being on your podcast. Yeah, too. go check Yay. out that episode now over on the Breaking Beauty podcast, please. Yeah. We had a really good chat. Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. It was good. And mm, it's nice to talk about celebrity things. <laughs> <laughs> we had such a good yeah, chat. Well, yeah. I couldn't stop talking. <laughs> And my my Zoom thing ran, my card ran out. So oh, did, <laughs> did it? Oh, no. I apologize for the Zoom audio, audio quality. My Zoom uh, my Zoom. I couldn't stop talking and listening and having fun. Thank you guys. It was yeah. perfect. Thank you so much. And of course, we will link everything over on our Instagram. Oh yeah. Um, you know what we do. We do all of that. We do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much again, and we will Thank see you, you soon. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, that was perfect. <laughs> so, so much, much fun. fun. <laughs> we could have spoke hours, for hours and hours. And hours. And hours. Thank and you hours. so much for joining us. Go ahead and check out Breaking Beauty Podcast. There are so many incredible guests on there. It's so nice to hear them talk and talk about their experiences. Such a huge mm. range as well, from influencers to brand right. founders. It's Some incredible, 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 incredible people. So do go ahead and listen. Including us. <laughs> 
<laughs> next is ridiculous. Us next is some us some of the people may speak to. It. It's so amazing. So go ahead and check that out. We will see you next week for another special guest. Also, we're diving a little bit more yes. into the psychological side of um, trolling and hate comments and things like that next week. And why mm. sometimes we just love to hate people. So we'll be talking about that next week, and we will see you then. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.